0: I'll come, back, I'll come back. 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 I'll come back.
1: I'll come back. Hello and welcome to the barcast where the bar gets lower every single week. Your n- bartender for this evening will be a non pencil. The oh, oh, oh. enigmatic attacker. Ah! Flamewarper.
0: Combo breaker, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Ravage. Uh. Milk. Why are we sex moaning? What the hell? And I'm dying inside. This week, oh my gosh, we've got a very, very fun guest we've had the chance to talk with him privately at BronyCon, as privately as you can with a camera. Ooh. Uh, But we have the wonderful George.
2: I don't know about terribly fun. My my children think I'm unfun. The fun fun killer.
1: Well, we think you're fun. And before we jump too deep into this, we've always heard everyone say your name ten different ways. In your opinion, in the way that you intended to make your name, how do you pronounce it? George. George. Perfect. Well, there's no Georg or anything like that. You've heard it here first.
2: No, but it's hilarious listening to people try to work their way around that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then
1: we won't tell people to come here for the truth. But speaking of coming here for the truth, hello and welcome. If you've never tuned in before, we're a community-oriented podcast where you request a guest, we, and then we ask some questions for two hours. One hundred percent of our proceeds go to horse rescue charities, but we'll talk about that more later on. We have drinking where this particular cast. If you hear anyone say, "Well." Be sure to have a nice, healthy drink. We have a lot of questions that are out on Fanfiction, but we're also looking at stuff at Twitch. And if you want to see previous ones that we've had before, such as interviewing people on the show, be sure to check us out on places like iTunes, Google Play Music, and all the other places. Uh, the lovely Adon Pencil is going to be watching the chat. Pencil, what are your questions we want to ask our guest?
3: Well, this is one of those rare ch- rare casts where we're actually going to try to keep it PG-13. So we're not going to ask questions about like, um, how many ping pong balls he can fit in his ass or stuff like that. So don't do that. Um, we also will not ask about religion and politics like usual or personal information such as their social security number and where they live, all that, blah, 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 blah. So play nice. Um, I already see a really nice question in the chat that's not our usual question. So thank you, guys. Um, so just, yeah, play play nice. This, this is this is kiddie pool time, so you don't have to be like, what's your favorite color, but don't don't be little shits.
1: So, without further ado, let's get into the actual interview questions. We have a do? Yes. So, let's start with... We had a do. A do? A done. Go ahead. Uh, so, let's start with the very, very basics. Let's introduce you to those who may not know who you
2: are. What? Who are you and what do you do in the fandom? Hi, I'm George. I'm confused. Uh, I kind of wandered in here about eight years ago, kind of by accident, because um, look, my my kid was watching first season on uh, YouTube, and I'm looking over his shoulder, and I went, "It goes, it's my little pony. I said, that's not... I'm old enough that I've seen My Little Pony before, and that's not My Little Pony. He goes, yeah, it is. And with that episode, I went and watched the rest of of Season 1 on YouTube, and I went, Cho, that doesn't make your brains want to dribble out your ears. This is pretty good. (laughs) Which was kind of a little surprise. Then I found Equestria Daily, and I was like, wow. well, out there that like this, that aren't little children. And then I found fin fiction. I was going, to, wow, they write stuff about this. And realized at this point, I had never been exposed to fan fiction before at all. Mm-hmm. My, my first foray off to the wide world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop me if you get bored. No, by all means. So I'm, I'm browsing through the stories and. Uh, a question came up on one of the blogs that said, what was the first story you read on film Fiction? My answer to that is, you have to be kidding. I can't possibly remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm reading through the stories, I'm reading through the stories, and I'm going, that is horribly, horribly underrepresented. Got one of the coolest stories in there. The redemption arc and all that. And in the first season, she has an episode. I was really disappointed, and I, I was reading all these stories, and you know, how you do when you read stories for a while, and you go, I can do better than that. So, wrote one. And I posted it. Which, you know, was this giant jump for me. Right. And, because, you know, literally, I've, I've been writing um, science fiction fantasy novel now for 30 years, longer than most of you have been alive. And um, point where I'm going, I'm gonna actually publish this on the site. Oh well, nobody will ever see it. <laughs> so I published it. I had like eat it. And I was like, wow. That's like 20 times as many people who has ever read anything that I've ever written before. <laughs> liked it. That boy, that's an ego boost. So I got all the way done with that story, and I, I wrote another one and another one. And people kept coming over and going, "Hey, that's interesting! Wow, you can write!" I'm like, "Going, isn't that terribly good?" <laughs> <laughs> Until we get to this point, and I look behind me and I go, "What are all you people doing?" It's like Monty Python's Life of Brian, where Brian is looking behind him at <laughs> all of the people going, "Yes, save us!" And he's going, "People." <laughs> <laughs> and I, I full sympathy for that and you know I, I've worked my way up and I've gotten better thank God sometimes I go back and look at the first stuff that I've written and went you know there's really good reason why I'm writing <clears throat> for practice here <laughs> just a second <clears throat> and you know the more I write the better I get
1: and it's been, I mean, it's been going really successfully for you. Like, you, you're you now 28th most followed on the site. I am?
2: Yes, you are. <clears throat> okay, this is an ego thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, no matter how, what you say, no matter what writers say, writing is an ego thing. Everybody who says, no, 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 I don't check on that kind of stuff, they're lying. Because <laughs> uh-huh. last time I checked, I was like 30-something. yeah which is is you know, scarier than hell.
1: <laughs> oh I, I, I understand. I, I recently went from 31 to 32 and I'm just like, oh God, well, okay, that's fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there's there's all these five star authors on the site that I'm reading. I'm I will never be able to write like that ever. And <clears throat> one of the things I played around with is trying to write like that. Oh, I wrote the the story in uh, Skyrider's world, uh, the Princess Cadence Verse, mm-hmm. uh, More Precious Than Silver or Gold, the intention was to write that as Skyrider would have written it.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Thought I did a fairly good job on that. I can't write like J.K. Rowling. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I, I just cannot physically write in that fashion. And um, can't write like monochromatic. I'm sorry. That's a whole other star above me. I can kind of get along with certain styles now, and it's good practice to write like that. Totally lost track of where we were going on this
1: one. Oh, totally, totally fair. Just uh, are we still
3: on the first question? Yes, we
1: are. We
2: were getting to go forward.
3: Please move on.
1: All right, all right, all right.
2: All next, right. please hit something else. Otherwise, I'll just sit there and hit her and talk and talk and talk, and people well, drop offline. Well, yes. the next get on with it. Get
1: on with it. Get all right. on with
2: it. Well,
1: let's. You kind of already covered the first three actual interview questions, so we're gonna go to the next oh, one. God. Um, well, the show is now Generation Four is quote unquote over. We have another movie coming, but on the whole, they aren't gonna make another season of the television show. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Where do the comic we, book series.
1: And the comic book series. Where do we, as a fandom, go from here, in your opinion?
2: Oh, I have noticed a, a substantial drop-off when people are reading my stuff. Because <clears throat> we've got a substantial drop-off on, like, film Fiction site. Still, you know, we have at least... Even if absolutely nothing else was done, we'd have another couple of years' worth of uh, activity at more or less this this rate. How it's going to take me three years to write everything I've got in the queue right now. Hmm. Maybe four. <laughs> Sweeney Bell's Hogwarts um, exchange student for... Gee, I started it, what, like two years ago? Writing on it two years from now. Or more. Mm-hmm. We're not really running out of things to write. No. People are who are hanging around are still reading them. <clears throat> and then we have G5. Doing a really good job in keeping the, the lid over until it actually comes out. Oh, I'll
5: wait for the leaks to come out. They'll come out.
2: <laughs> They're just wildly nuts off.
1: <laughs> All right. Well then, let me ask you our actual, our final actual interview question before we jump out to the thread. Who is best pony?
2: Luna. No question about it. Luna, you, you just, sir? Not are because a she threatened. Uh, yeah, not just because she's threatened to throw nightmares at me for the next hundred years if I don't say that. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing, nothing extortionist about this whatsoever. Please, may I have my other children back now? <laughs> <laughs>
5: She, she kept your children on the moon where they suffocated. That's yeah.
3: awful. Oh my god. Enigma. What the fuck? This is this is
1: bad. So, we're speaking of bad. Let's go out to the thread on Fim Fiction. Our very first question comes from Shortskirts and Explosions, who needs no introduction here. He asks you, "What doth
2: life?" Okay, the author known for the longest Possible stories has written the shortest possible question.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Irony, my name is Short Skirts. Um, <clears throat> is you know, to, to to see the uh, your enemies driven before you'd hear the lamentations of their women. That is the uh, obvious answer. Um. Uh, real life or life in the fandom, I wonder, because they're, they're different animals.
1: I would say uh, life in general, not necessarily just life in the fandom.
2: And then you get, you know, how, how are you structuring your life? Are you pointing? You know, how do I want to live? I want to live my life so my children look back and go, yeah, dad wasn't too terribly bad a guy. And grandchildren will look back and go, "Yeah, he's a little weird, but he's okay. Okay. <laughs> And see, I lived across the street from my mother until like two years ago, when she passed away. Oh wow! I I, I lived my life so that mom would never have to call me over and go, <clears throat> "What did you do here?" <laughs> and that's a really good good role. You know, live like your mother lives across the street, <laughs> and um,
5: you you make it sound like your life was a sitcom where everyone loves
2: Gorg. Eh. I we mean, You gotta realize <clears throat> I am an introvert. Uh-huh. It's introvert. Um we have introverted children. Also, introvert.
3: Enigma, Enigma. How did you just say his name?
5: Well, every time I look at his name, the way I always pronounce it in my head is Gorg.
3: He literally told <laughs> us to call him George. He literally told us this. Like well, I said sure. though,
2: it's fun to listen to people around it. I yeah,
5: pretty, I, I'm pretty sure what he said was merely a suggestion.
3: <laughs> I well, it, I I'm it, not allowed it, to swear at you, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mute myself. It's gonna... far Cat
2: Just to let you know, because I originally built a name over on um uh mail. Because I needed a alternative uh, ID to post politics on, right? So I named, I gave our cat an email address. <laughs> I could, I could post things on the internet without having it go back to you know me at work.
1: Makes and sense to when, me.
2: When I posted my first story on Fim Fiction, I was like, okay, we'll go from there. <laughs> but the actual... Actually, there is a George Felis who lives in South America who got to the address on Gmail first. G-E-R-G-E. So I went, okay, so that name's taken. I don't want to put numbers in there. What if I take the E out? Nobody had taken that one, so I did. There you go. Easy enough.
5: (laughs) Take out the E and it turns it to Gorg. (laughs) Gorg.
2: Whatever you want, whatever floats your boat, whatever turns your pancake.
1: Speaking of turning pancakes, we got a question out in the chat. It's not a good transition, but it's just like my writing, not good at all. Uh, (laughs) Question from the other other guy is, are you curious?
2: (sighs) Yes, I know. It's a play on curious, George. Thank you. You're you're so witty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You probably heard that a million times. Uh, no, I, just a couple. Um, I, but in 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 real life, yes, because that was that's one of my big things. I've I've read, how to read. I've been just a monster reader because I'm desperately curious about what what things are. Um, it's one of the things that you know drove the English teachers nuts because I loved to read and I hated to write. You know, in, the, in grade school, when they when you start your class and they hand out all the books and you you get your English book and it has a number of stories in it that you're going to be reading through the year and the teacher lectures something on that I have no idea what the teacher ever lectured on that day because I would open up the book and I'd start reading and you know class was over great we'd go home I'd finish reading the English book we'd get back the next day and it's like okay I've read it all <laughs> <laughs> what do we do for the rest of the class because you know I'm curious I'm, I'm one of these people I took part in my alarm clock See what made it go tick, tick, tick. It, it quit going tick, tick, tick after I took it apart. So <laughs> there's some downsides to being curious.
1: Fair enough. Now then, we've got questions from Seton. Uh, his first question for you is, what is your favorite meal, snack, or food stuff
2: that's really unhealthy, but
1: it's so good?
2: <laughs> I have a cheater lunch. Because whenever I'm at work and I'm going out to one of the offices, you know, grab something to eat on the way to from while I'm driving. And that cheater lunch is a Coke, a large Coke, a McChicken sandwich, and a small fries. Oh wow. That's it. That that's the I I can order that with my eyes closed. That's um, that's so in innocent. A, in a <laughs> and it is like and it's the cheapest thing you can get at McDonald's that has nutritional value to it and you can, you know, eat on the road.
1: <laughs> All right, it,
2: I... it, it, it's an example. I'm not that terribly interesting a person. Well, I mean,
3: but...
1: that, it, it's interesting still to kind of get inside your headspace and, and see what makes you tick, tick, tick.
3: <laughs> also, that's not true. Some people like to watch, like, videos of people eating sandwiches, and they find that fascinating. So, by comparison, you are a darn interesting dude.
2: It's true. In percentile, I will put myself up below the bottom 5%.
3: (laughs) Well, that's a start. Maybe by the end we'll be able to convince you that you are at
2: least in the top 50th. Uh, And just for for those of you who are academically talented out there, um, I graduated in the top two-thirds of my class. So... Both in high school and in college. You know, I actually, I actually told that to a recruiter once when we, when I was doing an interview. I, I told him I'd graduated in the top two thirds of my class, and he went, "What? Two, top two thirds of a percent?" I went, "No, no, 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 top two thirds." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that one. By the way. <laughs> Aww. Well, next question. There is hope for you, even if you have uh, academic issues. Yeah, that's a good message. But, my English in college? Oh, good God. Um, I'm sorry, but you know, if my English teacher in college read the stuff I'm doing right now, she'd suspect I was replaced by a changeling.
1: Makes sense <laughs> my, to me.
2: The stuff I wrote in college just stunk would be an overestimation of it. <laughs> I don't know how people who really like English teach English.
1: I, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that. There's, there's, there's a lot that we can kind of dissect along with that.
2: But. You have to people, be a little um, bit of a masochist.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, mas no masochists are the people who like music and teach elementary school music. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I mean, they, they must go home and hit their thumb with a hammer repeatedly. I mean, just just to
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: clear the mind. Um. Next question is: What
1: is the biggest or weirdest fear that you have?
2: Um, I don't know, I'm not really a very, you know, ang I told you I'm an introvert, I don't, don't really have that much in the way of, you know, I'm angry at this, or I'm afraid of that, or, um, fear of failure, though, is, is a biggie. Oh! See, that's Just like fear. a realistic,
3: crippling, real fear. That is, that is something a lot of people suffer from.
2: Uh, like, fear of getting up in front of a crowd and making, or having a, um, discussion. That is the... are terrified of that. I am just absolutely abject petrified of getting out in front of a group and speaking. When I started...
1: I'm sorry, you, you, you cut off.
2: Oh, never mind. Anyway, when I started, you know, when I got out of college, that was it. That was the biggie. You know, that was number one, two, three, four, and five on my top ten list. Okay. How far I've gone?
1: yeah, and every
2: you... every Northwest this year, I did a panel <laughs> where yeah. I got up in front and I did the introductory so you haven't written a fan fiction before. What do you want to do with your fan fiction? How do you want to construct it? type the TED Talk
1: right.
2: And I did that. I am so damn proud of myself.
1: Well, we're proud of you too. Because I know how it feels to be, you know, nervous about speaking in front of people. Heck, when I first started this podcast, I was terrified of doing panels and being in front of people. And well, now here we that are. That sure
3: is that sure as heck changed like a lot.
1: Everyone love me, please. <laughs> we, we love you. Number three, but not in that way. Oh, why is bag milk the best milk? Um.
2: I don't know. I've been, you know, <laughs> next. <laughs> All right. We had bag milk in college. So it's, it's fine.
1: What is your one annoying habit? So something other people do that you get annoyed at or something you do that annoys other people?
2: <laughs> I'm distractible.
1: Distractible. How so?
2: Literally, I, I it, it's difficult for me to keep on target for doing certain things and for writing too. Because there's always, you know, I need to go sharpen this pencil. Oh, I haven't. I need to go put my shoes out for tomorrow. Oh, maybe I should go down to the store and buy a dozen eggs so that I can um, have eggs for this. There's always something else going on.
4: Totally it's really so. tough
2: for me to lock down on one thing and do it. Uh, Post-it notes are a good help on that. Everything, everything you need to do as you're going along
1: makes sense to so me,
2: yeah. When you do it, you mark it off the post-it note, because that way you do two things. I am doing this. I should be doing this. I'm going to write that down on a post-it note. Okay, I can keep doing this now. When you are when you have actually completed something, you mark it off whatever you have on the post-it note. You end up with a stack of post-it notes with the crap that you haven't done yet.
1: <laughs> I know I couldn't live or breathe without the to-do list that I make for myself, so I... It makes sense
2: to me. Is a god, yes.
1: (laughs) Next question, I'm going to tweak just a little bit. What's the theme song for your love life?
2: Oh. Every so often? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Great. good,
1: Good job. Good job. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I
2: love Mar- 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 Married is going from if to when, which is a really <laughs> nice nice transition. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers <laughs> Leave it at that and go from there. Yeah, that's totally that's, fair. that's, a, that's
5: fair. Number 6,
1: number 6. Um do you watch anime by chance? If so, what are some of your favorites?
2: Studio Ghibli. I am sorry, but he is a god in the animation industry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm actually holding on to him in my right hand right now, Kiki's Delivery Service.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: I've I've watched on and off just about everything that he's done, and um, they're all... Probably said I was distractible. That's one of those things where I will sit there and I will watch it, and if the children come up while I'm watching it, and say, "I need you to do this." It's like, "Puk puk puk, go away!"
4: <laughs> I mean, I'm watching a television show.
3: <laughs> oh,
4: my oh my precious!
3: Yeah, especially so just turn into golem about Miyazaki. Is that is that what goes on with you?
5: We'll <laughs> take it couple tickets early, Daddy would need alone time for, you know, the adult channel, but now he needs it for Studio Ghibli. Yes! Oh, yeah. The delivery girl will tell you her birthday.
3: PG! <laughs> <13. laughs> Children!
2: <laughs> my, my, my natural laziness, because I haven't gotten around to actually buying um, a lot of the, the animes that I want to watch. Yeah, I know that feeling. And Finding them, too. And finding them uh, dubbed as opposed to subbed is uh you would
0: prefer them subs. Some of them are so bad in English.
3: It's p- true. It's so
2: true.
1: Do you tend to prefer English dubs?
2: Yes. Huh. Oh. Because because if I look away I can still see what I can still tell what the heck is going on as opposed to uh what?
3: <laughs> also you have children which I'm sure they prefer dubs because I, I don't know their age ranges, but for all I know some of them are not. My career- youngest is
2: twenty three.
3: Oh, uh, never mind. I take it all back. They, they should be able to read by then.
2: Just saying. Just because I still call them children doesn't mean that they're any younger than you guys are.
3: Hey, I am I am much older than 23, okay? I'll put it that way! You have a youthful voice. Uh, th- thanks. Thanks. Thanks.
2: Thanks. Three <laughs> things you never do. Never do. You never <laughs> estimate a woman's age to be older than it actually is. You never estimate a woman's weight to be older than it, than it actually is. <laughs> Older than it is, huh? Alright, that should be part.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's next pick?
1: No, no, next. Th-
3: those are accurate, so I agree. Continue. Let's, let's move
1: on to Terry the Human, who asks, <laughs> what is your favorite and least favorite My Little Pony episode?
2: Oh, the one, the worst one, I think, is the one where they made Spike look like such an idiot.
5: You're gonna have to narrow that down. You're, I yeah, mean,
2: a lot. we don't like, like your Spike here,
3: so...
1: So
2: the whole
3: series. So the whole series is what you're saying.
2: Uh, well, no. Spike's purpose in the series is so that Twilight does not speak to herself because she's crazy if she does that. Entirely, Spike's entire role is to play the audience.
3: I I hate that you. I'd like the first part of what you said. But now you just said that I'm Spike and I might have to fight you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Spike? All right, Spike, take your bets here.
3: Your... Take your bets. Starting at
2: $1. Spike holds the same role in the show as. Have you watched the producers? Mm. Yes. The the guy who plays the accountant, which I can't remember if he's Bailey, Stalker, or Bloom, he is the audience. I thought you were going to say
3: uh, Lola, and I was like, please don't say Spike is Lola. No. No. <laughs> Thank you.
2: The, the guy who plays the accountant is Spike. Okay, I, I can it's, I can back you the, on that. The guy who plays the con artist in that is the, the main character. So Twilight is a con artist. Got it. It's the main character. Spike exists so that she's not talking to herself.
5: So what you're saying is Spike has been a figment of Twilight's imagination this entire time.
2: I have a story that I've been wanting to write on that sometime. Do it! Where, where no, do it, do it, do it. Spike is actually an imaginary friend. And powerful unicorns develop powerful, you know, when they go through their their surge, get an imaginary friend. And Spike, in this case, is her imaginary friend. And most unicorns, their imaginary friend goes away after, like, a couple of weeks. Like, Shining Armors went away after a month and a half. Mm -hmm. Stays there for ten years. Well, because why I powerful, so is.
3: Yeah, well, well, Twilight I'm also sure. was so isolated and had no friends, so she had no reason to get rid of him, so eventually so, just kind of became a fixer. So, Twilight's like
0: like yeah. husband is, I mean, Total come on, that burned. imaginary friends thing makes perfect sense. Yeah,
5: so so is the sequel to the story going to be that Twilight just dumps him over at Foster's home for imaginary friends?
2: <laughs> no. So the ending of the story is when they have, um, well, Twilight and her friends defeat Nightmare Moon and um, shows up. And she's talking with her sister, who isn't there. And every one of them is kind of looking at each other, going, "Oh hell!
5: Oh no!
4: Yeah, oh okay, no! We, that's we sad.
5: That. <laughs> that's so sad." We just we but, just locked know. ourselves in the friendship zone with her.
2: <laughs> um. Celeste, the the any story that you wind up with, the ultimate ruler of our entire kingdom is absolutely flaky, bonko, bonkers, bonzo, crazy. Is I, I would
3: watch
2: that show Luna's know. just a tulpa that's amazing
3: <laughs> actually I kind of love that I'm sitting here thinking like I love the idea of Luna not existing and being like a legend that never existed
5: I
2: actually read a story that was
5: sort of like that
3: <sighs> anyway we should I move kind of, on I love this I, I love I, it
2: I, I, yes next, give, me 30, give me 30 seconds I also had one where I was planning on where um went nuts when she banished her uh sister and all of the unicorns in Canterlot kind of got together and formed this little secret cult. Celestia's kind of regressed down to about a three-year-old age, but they have her trained so that she'll, she'll walk and respond like a regular pony to things. They're kind of using her as a cutout so that she still raises the sun and moon and all that. All right. Huh. her episode during the uh, school entry thing. And Celestia and there's this little crack in that facade where you can actually see through and see just for a second. And then it goes away. And the unicorns are like she knows too much we have to wipe her memory. And Celestia goes no. And then she goes back to what she was doing before. And all the unicorns are like, oh hell, (laughs) something's going on here. (laughs) And they bring Twilight into their conspiracy. (laughs) Celestia in this case has regressed back to about a two-year-old, two- or three-year-old. So when Nightmare Moon shows up, they basically go to her and go, look, we don't want to fight you. (laughs) Can you come back and help her? <laughs> this is...
1: This is a heck of a story.
2: <laughs> yeah, but like I said, it, it, it would take me about six months to get it written all out. Right, right, right. Yeah, hey, I'd read it. I think a lot of people anyway. would read it.
1: But but anyway... Yeah, Very nice. The next question that we have is, what is your favorite memory as a Brony?
2: Um, when Aegis Shield put up a blog post liked Monster in the Twilight. Aww. I'm sorry. It it, it like doubled the number of hits Monster was getting at that point. Because up to that point, I was like, Bad Horse liked what I was doing. Because I had worked with him on some stuff. And I'm like, going along, going, I'm kind of, this is kind of a nifty thing, this is kind of a nifty thing, and Aegis Heal goes, hey, this is nifty. And I went, whoa, cool. (laughs) Senpai noticed me! (laughs) I mean, that's pretty fair. I I think I
1: lost my shit when Present Perfect first, uh, reviewed something of mine. So it's like, it's it's good stuff. (laughs) Next question is, what character do you think is worse? Zephyr Breeze or Spoiled Rich?
2: Hmm... God, that's such a pain in the butt because both of them were kind of a for this one episode thing as an author I think Zephyr breeze makes a better um, character for the fit and uh, I've seen I'm sorry I've seen Zephyr breeze in real life several times uh, <laughs> rich just kind of came off over the place oh yeah <laughs> they're, they, they're going to college that's scary' <laughs> <laughs> right. Kind of came off as a little as as a little fake. All
1: right. Next question is what are your favorite male-female pony ships?
2: Oh, I still have Cheerilee, uh, Big Mac as, uh, as a favorite. Poor Cheerilee, She never gets anything. <laughs> <laughs> She's just so left out. <laughs>
1: We'll have to make sure that uh, that's up to the fandom now. cheerlee has got to find a mate.
2: Mm. Hey, I wrote a story for Shirley's thousand. So actually, I think I wrote two. <laughs> no, then. uh How much of a Mary Sue is Fleury heart uh, Right now, she's not. Well, so as, as, as as she's a destructive force. <laughs> 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 um. The Mary Sue they've got right now is, is Starlight Glimmer and, and, and she actually yeah. is, is doing she's actually doing a good job of coming to grips with her Mary Sueism because it's like I am incredibly powerful doing this, but I am absolutely incompetent at doing that. <laughs> <laughs> if Heart grew up and and they could actually turn her into such a terrible Mary Sue. Okay. Not a demon from hell, either, for the next question. Well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. well, number seven. Uh, well, it, didn't, didn't they say something about the... Um, she was the first natural-born princess yeah. ever? Yeah, she yeah. was the first
1: natural-born alicorn. alicorn it, it, yeah. it, I mean, um, with the thing with princesses, like... I don't think alicornism immediately equals princess. But that well, said... okay.
2: Uh, quick spoiler: Everybody here who hasn't actually seen the final episode, put your hands over yours for a second. I remember that using Grogar's bell turned um, oh the stupid little Pegasus. Yeah, Alicorn.
1: Uh, yeah, because uh, uh, the
2: basically they basically said you know the the amount of magic that a unicorn has in a meta if it gets up to a certain point turns them into an alicorn. Oh, you have magic alicorn baby with the control of a baby. <laughs> It'll like giving your kindergarten class a, a bunch of fully automatic M16s with uh, 30 round magazines.
1: Right, right, right. Um, now then, uh, number seven. If you would be an alicorn prince or princess, what would you be the prince or princess of? Books!
5: Books! Take that, Twilight! Twilight! So you'd be combating illiteracy. Yes, literacy
2: <laughs> man, going wherever anyone cannot read. I'd get behind that. <laughs> uh, I can't make the joke. I can't make the joke. Number <laughs> eight turns me into Barbara Bush. I right know.
3: I I, no. I, th- I, th- I no. thought it. Matt, I, I thought it. That. No. I thought it, Rav. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Who would
1: you befriend if you were a pony?
2: Oh. Darn it, they all have such good friends. Uh, probably Scootaloo, she needs it the worst. Oh.
1: Yeah, she does have some family issues. <laughs> like, with like kind of orphan. bring up
2: to me, where has she been staying all this time? <laughs> we did get that answer. But, number nine. With everybody. It's called yeah. the streets.
1: <laughs> Who would you betray as a pony?
2: Ooh. Um I'm I'm afraid that just by simply breathing I would be betraying the great and powerful Trixie. Um whatever you do, whatever you do is going to be treated as betrayal. <laughs> failing to recognize her as
3: Yeah, she's 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 pretty thin skinned. She is.
2: But she's great that way. <laughs> 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 I had more fun writing Trixie in Munster. Well, you say it's she's wonderful great. Wonderful
3: You say yeah. she's great. One might say she's great and powerful.
2: Hey, the highly insecure Trixie.
3: Yes, the highly insecure Trixie. <laughs> <laughs> highly insecure and powerful Trixie. That's terrifying and true.
1: The great and highly insecure Trixie. Number <laughs> ten. Uh, which Barcast member would you turn into? A Mary Sue Alicorn.
2: None, because none of you are bad enough to be turned into Mary Sue's. You're all wonderful people.
5: Aww. Aww. thank you,
1: you know I mean? so ma- escaped it.
5: You're 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 making a mistake here by lumping me into this because if I became a Mary Sue I'd be corrupt with power.
3: <laughs> yeah, that that is true. I don't think it's good for any of us to be a Mary Sue Alicorn because we would just destroy everything. Oh yeah, and it'd be so much fun. <laughs>
1: Speaking of regrets, I remember
2: the remember the beauty Park pageant contestant who got asked once, you know, what, what would happen if you you won ten million dollars and you're always supposed to give this this answer like I'd help promote world peace or whatever? And she goes, "I'd be a spending fool." <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: proud of her for her honesty.
1: Speaking of regrets, I'm going to let uh, Enigma ask these questions by RK Striker JK Five.
5: Alright, RK Striker says What is your favorite non MLP franchise?
2: Oh gosh. I already mentioned Studio Ghibli. Um franchise. I like Star Wars and sometimes that's a little scary because the recent movies have really not helped much on that.
3: <laughs> what recent yeah, movies?
2: recent movie <laughs> <Are you ever laughs> a recent movie this are you
5: telling movie. me are you telling me that you don't believe that princess Leia could be Mary Poppins in space
2: <laughs> that's part of it yeah I'm sorry there there's there so many spots in it where you go wait a minute hold it no
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> are you saying it was written by a bunch of amateur fan fiction writers? No, we have much higher skill on the no. world.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. He's right, Rap. If it was read right, right, by Raf, like it'd be better.
3: <laughs> I like this guy.
5: Forsooth, fetch the bomb for that one.
3: Also, before we move on, <clears throat> can 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 us of the barcast just take a moment to actually give a physical round of applause for Enigma actually following the thread and knowing where we were without asking?
0: Congratulations. <laughs>
5: Why did one of those claps sound like a slap? Congratulations.
0: <laughs> Congratulations.
5: Anyway, we can, we can move
3: on now. I just wanted to do that. Thank you for being patient, George. In English, I, am,
2: I, I have children. I'm patient. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
5: Number two that he asks is, have you ever done anything for a non-MLP franchise?
2: Um, yes. Um, I wrote when they had the, the write-offs, I wrote a Heralds of Valdemir story. Is that Lord of the Rings? Poor, poor, deprived person, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, so- that sounds like an elfish
5: name, I don't know. I think
3: I think he's actually serious for a change, guys. I think he's actually Peter? admitting he's an idiot. R-
5: repeat, repeat the name, repeat the thing. Heralds of Valdemir. I, it's not ringing a bell with me.
3: It's it's okay, child. Um, I'll, I'll talk. to uh, <laughs> you don't understand. This this is the boy who asked me about HP Warcraft, so it's okay. Don't worry.
5: He's he's the guy who made who moved on to make craft uh, macaroni, right? Okay, so uh,
2: the next, question. <laughs> <laughs> next, please, for the love of God, next.
5: Was that the name of the orange dinosaur that they had for a while?
3: No. A name- Next question, you person. It's the name
1: Number of the person. Number three. It's the name of the person who wrote the catcher in the right Hush,
5: priest. <laughs> Have you ever been hugged and/or squeezed by a giant, giant yeti-like creature? Next. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've, been,
3: I've, been, I've been hugged by milk.
5: Next
2: question. No, no, I think I avoided the hug when I was at the at, Br- at uh, BronyCon.
1: <laughs> totally fair. Not everyone's a hugger. Mugganese up next who says, my biggest uh, regret of BronyCon 2019 is I didn't get to meet you. Uh, at least there's still BronyCon 2020 and then he went back and crossed it all out. Uh, so, number one, what will you do now that the show has ended?
2: Well, I'll cry some. I think everybody did that. Me writing fan fiction. I want. I want to see what G Five shows up. Makes sense to me. Number two, have you written Hoping to buy a Winnebago? <laughs> right. Number uh, two,
1: have you written fan fiction outside of the fandom? And if so, what? If not, do you see yourself enjoying uh, writing any for any other fandoms? Uh, and if so, what stuff do you hope to write? Man, that's a
2: lot question. Actually, actually, I was wanting to write a Monster Hunter International story. Ooh! What would kind that, of what would that wrestling be? With. Have you read any of the Monster Hunter stuff?
1: I, I have not, but I do know that it's a pretty popular game franchise.
2: <clears throat> okay, quick summary. Uh, monsters are real. Um, the U.S. government, along with other governments, has a, uh, a bounty on killing monsters. Uh, the objective is to keep anybody from realizing that there are monsters out there, because the more people who realize it, the uh, the weaker the, the uh, border in between our world and the unspeakable old ones gets, and the more likely they are to come through. So the objective is to keep everybody ignorant of the fact that there are monsters while killing the ones that are here. And... Um, Hunter International story happens with that accountant that winds up with his boss being a werewolf and trying to kill him, and he manages to uh, and kick him out of a you know 15th story window. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all done in first person, nice. so it pulls the reader down into that. <clears throat> it that's a lot of shoot, lots of shooting up. <laughs> cool.
1: Uh, number three, are you looking forward to when Finfic eventually becomes Genfic?
2: Yes. All right. I'm desperately curious on how, how many other... <laughs> I can get my actual Harry Potter stuff cross-loaded cross across there.
1: Yeah, I, I, I know I, for one, am very excited about Genfic, even though it, it sounds like it, there isn't a lot of plans to do it very, quote-unquote, soon.
2: Well, the, the fanfiction.net site is just an abomination of the nugget. I mean, um, sorry. No, it's bad. <laughs> it's really bad.
1: I'm getting ready to write and do a, uh, a bad fanfiction reading uh, panel uh, for another con, and my god, it's so hard finding stuff that is not just Pony.
2: But the do it because I, I like the the browsing around and all the the fun things that people have done with other concepts. Harry yeah. Potter and the Elements of Rationality or whatever that is. <laughs> for, for example. Mm. But let's take a, a weird idea and run with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, number four. Have you published any professional work? No. Alright. Number five.
2: I got, a, got that Swords and Sorcery novel I'm still working on.
1: Number five. In her royal morning cup of coffee, what was up with the human scene?
2: I one in there. Did I? What?
1: I- apparently, <laughs> he says there is one.
3: Yeah, according to this person, they are very distraught about it, no less. Eh.
2: Well, if I don't have one, I'll go in there and write one so that he can be distraught about something.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, good. Give the people what they don't want.
2: And then number six. Hey, it worked so well for Microsoft. Number six. (laughs) How your day? (laughs) It's fine. How's your? (laughs)
1: Awesome. Now then, I'm gonna hand over to Flam for undetermined amount of time. I have to take care of something over here on my side. (coughs) All right. We're starting off with Coffee Minion.
0: Coffee Minion. So, all right, my mic is not muted. Good.
2: Yes, we hear you. So,
0: awesome. Coffee Minion asks, you have a seemingly effortless command of humor. How do you keep it so sharp?
2: Sarcasm. Uh, Primary purpose of dealing with the real world. And then number two... Not saying this out loud, because that's the primary method of surviving in the real world, because if you say it out loud too often, you're going to get in really horrible trouble, uh, <laughs> particularly uh, at work. I'm uh, sorry, I, I work at a place where you don't want to. <laughs> it's like, there, there's a fairly broad line on don't touch that.
3: <laughs> I think yeah. that's fair.
2: I completely
0: agree. And that's the even place like that. Yeah, and well, let's. I'm sorry, go on. Just
2: because you can't say it doesn't mean you can't think it.
0: Exactly. So that's the end of Coffee Minion's only question. So moving on to totally not a Brony, who asks, could you remind me the location of the uh, carved Abraham Lincoln head?
2: I mentioned that on my blog once. Uh, My mom and dad went up uh, in 1965 on a trip from Kansas up to. Um, Portland to visit dad's relatives. And mm-hmm. they took pictures on the way and they took a picture of this giant block of granite with Abraham's Lincoln's head on top of it. And <clears throat> I had no idea where it was. So when we went up to Evergreen Northwest and we drove more or less the same route and I had absolutely no idea I was going to be able to spot it. And we found it. <laughs> it it's like in Montana somewhere. Just north of uh, Colorado.
4: Hmm.
2: And I, I can't remember. I'd have to Google to figure out where that's from.
0: So it's just a random Abraham Lincoln head carved into
2: granite. Mm-hmm. On top of a solid... On top of a block. It, it's just... That sounds like vaguely creepy. Wyoming. There it is. That sounds vaguely creepy. I, I have no idea why. <laughs> They they did that. Laramie, I mean, Wyoming. I did the Google on that.
0: Interesting. All right. So just so everyone knows, somewhere in the Montana, Colorado area, there's a random Lincoln, Laramie, Lincoln, Lincoln head there. Go find it. Pray to it. <laughs>
2: we're driving down the road and the wife goes you think we should stop in laramie i was like no i think we can get through laramie and keep going oh wait we're stopping here (laughs) because i was like i saw that and i was like oh god that's that picture
0: (laughs) interesting all righty and that's the only question he's got so moving on to moose tasm who says First, I'm going to ask a bunch of questions, and then I want to have them answered immediately, apparently. So, number one, Equestria. Vacation spot or permanent residence?
2: Vacation spot, because it doesn't have internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's... Yeah, all right.
0: No internet. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Number two, cheeky timeline shenanigans. You must replace one piece of historical artwork, so, and that includes paintings, statues, literature, videos, etc., with a piece of your own artwork. Your artwork will receive the same exposure as the original, including public showings, readings, school assignments, being read in place of worship, etc. What do you replace with that, and how is history changed?
2: I want to replace the Leroy Jenkins video. <clears throat> Why? I want my, Why? I want my character in there.
3: <laughs> I was gonna say, like that's such a precious like relic of the internet. Why would you take that from us? Because
4: <laughs> I'm evil.
3: Darn it! Wow.
0: What would you even replace it with?
3: My character.
2: <laughs> I have. I've been playing World War since Beta.
0: Well, all right then. Your own your own character,
4: <laughs>
0: sweet number three. If you were the very model of a modern major general, would you have information primarily animal, vegetable, or mineral?
2: I'm too much of an internet
0: person.
2: I'm sorry. I'm an internet person. Oh, oh internet's oh. all of it, all mineral. Ah, gotcha.
0: <laughs> gotcha. All right. Hopefully Moose Tasm then is satisfied with your immediate answers.
2: Yes, I I can tell he is.
0: Indeed. So, we're going to skip Super Trampoline's question, because that is inherently political in nature. Thank you,
3: Flam! Reminder to our question askers, don't ask about politics. Fuck you if you do. I'm so sorry (laughs) I just support them, but I don't care. I'm so tired of this. Please continue.
0: Seriously. So, moving on to... uh, that other other guy, how does this make you feel? And I will post this right here in the uh, behind the counter. So, George, how does this make you feel?
2: He's dead, Hasbro.
0: What?
4: <laughs> Puzzled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm. I'm assuming that's Starlight as Thanos.
2: That's, could be,
5: I mean, um, but there's no hair. I think it's just Hasbro itself, and it
2: has all the toys. Satellite.
0: Well, all right then.
2: Does, there is a Thanos vibe to it? Definitely. Definitely. Wow, we did that uh, at the same time. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah James. Thank you for
2: making me feel better about my own artistic talent. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> got him. Zing.
1: got him now then we're we're just about halfway through the cast so we're going to take a second and do a quick ad um hey flam yes good sir do you like horses no
4: that's it thanks for watching the
1: podcast (laughs) uh we have a patreon we also accept Uh, tips through twitch Uh, if you if you would like to support what we do we try and raise funds every single cast that we do through all the ads that we get on videos and airtime and things like that to donate a little bit of extra money to horse rescue charity we don't accept any money from our patreon and we don't accept any money from our uh, twitch revenue 100% goes to Red Wings Horse Sanctuary out in California where we support what what horse do we support Pencil (laughs)
3: little bit. He's a little thing.
1: Yes. He's very cute, but we're trying to make sure he can have dentist appointments and stuff like that. So please consider throwing an extra dollar away if you like what we do. And,
3: and, and if you are on Twitch and you feel like watching an ad, you can click on the little diamond in the lower right-hand part of your screen. Get bits, and you can do that. And if you do that, you can give it to us. You'll be listed at the top as top cheer. It'll make a little cool noise on our stream, and you'll be featured in our video. So there you go. Do the thing.
1: Yes. Now then, <laughs> without further ado, everyone's been waiting for this. We have the wonderful Rob Capron 53 up next with questions. And I can't think of anyone who'd be better to give these questions than Pencil. Would you like to? <laughs>
2: Uh, sure. Yeah, Did I he can write something famous? Um, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, I love Rob. I met, him, for- I met him at Con. He wrote for- Oh my god, wow. <laughs>
3: um, So, Rob Kaker in 53, who wrote My Little Dashy and Changed the Face of the Fandom Forever asks, People joke about me being their grunkle, but you, sir, are truly our uncle of the fandom. you uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it you have to maintain so many OCs, with such compelling backstories and attributes?
2: Because I don't have good... Okay. When I'm writing a story, and I say, okay, I need to need to put a character in that matches this particular shtick. For example, let um, me pick on Buggy and the Beast there, for it. For example, I needed a main male character who was ugly, disagreeable, and cranky, and not the donkey, because I was going to ship him. So I had to make an OC. I made a Beet Salad, the, uh, the cranky, disagreeable unicorn night guard. Night. And then I needed a Changeling, who was also cranky, disagreeable, um, hateful, spiteful, and I had to, that one. So I had two OCs right there, and then I needed a spike to have somebody for beet salad to talk to where he wasn't talking to himself so he wouldn't sound crazy.
4: <laughs>
2: so that's how I got um, nectarine out of that. Example that Rob lists is Pumpernickel and Lamnia. Uh, Pumpernickel's actually origin it was in the first story I wrote where I needed a guard to have his tail slammed in the door. Goes into her room and slams the door. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I needed an excuse for Celestia to talk to her sister and have her sister open the door other than, please open the door and talk to me. It was, please open the door because you caught your one of your guard's tails in the door. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Luna goes... The door <laughs> started out as, as this hapless uh, night guard, and I built him up from there to be you know needed a character that characteristic, and I didn't have one in the fandom. Each one. <laughs> That's so how each one kind of got developed. Where I would, I needed a square peg for a square holes. Without having a, a square peg of that particular variety, I went and give, made one. So you made you yes, makes sense. Mm-hmm. I All right, got about, um, probably got about a dozen or two at this point. That's a lot. Exposures. Well,
3: well Rob yeah. has Rob has more questions for you. And the next one is you only. You, no, it says, you need to make an excuse to come up here and visit Michigan. I'm here, so is Admiral Biscuit. I mean, really, those are the only reasons one should need. Anyway, come to TrotCon.
2: Your response? I'm seriously considering it. I've got a, uh, my best man for my wedding lives up in that general vicinity. Okay. We were actually going to drop by and visit him when we went out to, to Berniecon because we went up by way of the Great Lakes, because we hadn't been before. And it was like we got up to that point, we got kind of got up to Chicago, but we were like, "No, we're just going to keep going this way."
3: <laughs> well, um, I know some of us will certainly be at TrotCon, so I hope to see you there.
2: Darn it, you guys are making it kind of difficult for me. I not know.
3: Go! <laughs> no, we'll be there. We'll give you not hugs. It'll be great.
1: Uh, we have the best not hugs.
3: It's true. We do get the best not hugs. Uh, so we have another question. Also. George, how do you balance other people's OC characters in your stories? Do you talk with the owners to get a feel, or do you just ask permission and roll
2: with it? Um, See, I've used a couple. I used ST. ST is a really difficult one to use because it's hard to get a hold of her. Uh, let's see, I've used uh, Sizzler from ST's See the exact question. Um, generally, if I'm going to use a character out of somebody's, call, yeah, ring them up and ask them about it. And, um, on that, except for I, I, stole a couple of Admiral Biscuit side characters. Uh, well, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> but when I when I borrowed um, Sizzler, for example, for um, the traveling tutor and the royal exam. I think I went back and forth with St. for about a half a dozen emails. Hmm. Good handle on what Sizzler was.
3: So you, so, so you really do your
2: research. I, <clears throat> unless I'm just kind of offhand mentioning. It.
1: Right. <clears throat> all right. Well, that's all the questions that Rob had, unless I refresh the page and I'm um, being terrible. No. All right.
2: We're evil people.
3: Yep. Uh, he says back to you, priest boy. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
1: that was supposed to be Rolf, and that just came off really bad. I'm sorry.
5: Yeah. That's. Mm-hmm. Uh...
1: I can't. I can't do Rolf from that end. Any. Way. I apologize.
2: Uh, waka waka waka. Life oh.
3: has many doors, priest
1: boy. Alex underscore is up next. How does trees work?
2: Um, very well, thank you. We're not going to get into transpiration here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Number two, what's your I'm favorite oh sorry.
2: I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh. Favorite kind of fruit is a peach. I intend on writing a story about Twilight Sparkle eating a peach, but you know, I think it's already been done to death. Is it a juicy story? It would be juiciest.
5: Ooh. Ah. Does it end with her choking on the pit? <laughs> Enigma, what, what the... No, what the it heck? ends with a nice
2: fuzzy feeling. Ah! I get just see Twilight oh, Sparkle yeah, as an alicorn going, yes, I love peaches, particularly the, cr- particularly the crunchy center.
3: Oh, oh God. God. I don't like that. Please include it in a story. Like- she's, well,
5: she's an alicorn, so I imagine, you know, her jaws can take
2: it.
3: Also, the arsenic won't kill her. (laughs) Actually, it's cyanide. Excuse me, not arsenic. It's cyanide that's in in peach pits.
2: Um, My arsenic that arsenic is in uh, apple seeds? Yeah, Yeah, I
3: got them reversed. I'm sorry.
2: No, I think you're getting that confused with asbestos. No, that's in baby power.
3: Asbestos? Did you say asbestos? Asbestos. No, all of that is...
5: Hephaestus, the ancient Greek god, is inside all peaches.
3: The fact that you actually got it right, that Hephaestus is a great god, I can't even be mad at you.
1: Hey, Applejack has the arsenic, and Rarity has the old lace.
5: He also makes a great yogurt.
1: Let's move on. We're moving on. Number three. What's your best anecdote? So, a story about your life that you would tell friends for a laugh.
2: Oh. Mm. Best. I don't have. I have. I got a bunch of them that are falling under good, but I don't have any really go under best. Um, Tell
3: us a good one.
2: Um, in college, I decided to get a private pilot's license. Whoa.
4: Hmm.
2: We had. Um. um, You know, I I'm going to skip over about four hours of talking here. Um, During that process. We decided that we were going to go to a science fiction convention in Wichita. It was about a three-hour drive away from Manhattan, but it's about an hour by air. Because um, me and a couple of the other guys were all, "Oh, this is cool! We'll rent an airplane and fly there." Oh, <laughs> two of the guys were two of the guys were pilots. And really, it's pretty cheap to rent an airplane. Actually, to go flying places. And so this we we rented like the, the dude hold my beer type of story. Oh no, that, that's that's the one that comes after this. But <laughs> six of us, we got together renting the airplane. And this one doesn't that terribly that was terribly expensive. for the six of us split up six ways, flew down to Wichita, landed, parked the airplane, got a rental car, went over to the hotel. Oh, I'm sorry, that science fiction convention canceled. Oh, no. That was nice. So, are we going to stay here? No, we're all going to cancel out our hotel reservations, go back over, get in the airplane, and fly back to Manhattan. Halfway back in the way to Manhattan, it starts getting dark outside, but it starts getting dark inside. And all the lights on the inside are getting kind of dark, and people are starting to get kind of concerned, and the pilot and co-pilot, the co-pilot's and my, um, Roommate at that time, who's also my best man later, they say the alternator's out. An airplane, you have an alternator, and you have um, the, the, the there's other little widget inside the uh, engine that generates power as long as the engine's spinning so that the spark plugs don't die. If your alternator dies, when your battery runs out, you stop. Hmm. In an airplane, right. when your alternator runs out, when the battery runs out, you can still fly until you turn the engine off. <laughs> so we land about halfway between Wichita and Manhattan. one of the guys runs inside to the fleet uh, FOB. They have a mechanic who can replace the alternator. No, not until Monday. He comes back over. We have a discussion. As college students, being intelligent, smart, great, vast brains and vast amounts of wisdom, we decide that we have enough battery power left in the airplane that we can run the radio and the landing lights, and we fly back to Manhattan in the dark without an alternator with no lights on on the inside of the airplane, none of the in- inside uh, instruments running. Oh, my William- God. Keep everything's turned off until we get to the airport. Then they turn the radio on, and uh, and uh, yeah, that was that was a, a case of stupidity. <laughs> everybody who gets, everybody flies private pilot license, gets a stupid story. If you know somebody with a private pilot's license, there is a stupid story involved. <laughs> Two, we flew. The the four of us, in a 172, we flew up from Manhattan to Kansas City once to go visit our friend. It started to get kind of stormy looking. This is in the fall. It's cold out. So we decided we're going to fly back to beat the storm. Okay. VFR, you have to have 3,000 feet elevation and 5 miles visibility. We had 3,000 feet of elevation and 5 miles visibility when we took off. Of instrument rating. Three thousand feet is not that terribly much altitude. <laughs> it's about two minutes worth of gliding before you smash into something if your engine goes out. So we're flying back from Kansas City at night, or in, in the. It's getting dark. The clouds are coming down as we're flying. The temperature is going down as we're flying. With my roommate at this point. And Mike yells, we're icing up. Ice forms on airplanes when you're flying when it's cold.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Ice on your airplane, it doesn't fly anymore. It doesn't take too terribly much ice on your airplane to make it not fly anymore. 3,000 feet. So we drop down to about 2,000. It's warm enough at 2,000 feet that the ice is melting off the wings. In Kansas City and Manhattan, there's Topeka. And there's a couple of 2,000-foot towers for radio. Okay. So we're flying back at about 2,000 feet. Mike's flying the airplane. I've got the flashlight looking out the window at the wings to make sure that we're not getting any more ice. We're flying at about ten feet in weather we should not be up in (laughs) because we don't have instrument licenses. Fly all the way back to Manhattan after this is all over, we go over to the FOB, because you always fill up the airplane with gas afterwards, because they're, they're stored full. The The gas guy comes out, looks at the airplane, pull, pulls out a stick, waxing a couple of times, these giant slabs of ice come falling off on the ground. We're like going, I am so glad we made, we're back on the ground, okay. <laughs> 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 if you know somebody with a private pilot's license, who has flown more than a dozen times, they will have at least one story like that.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for sharing those stories. We've never had stories like that before. That's so awesome.
3: That's that's so distressing. Good. I'm glad you're not dead.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. I think... I'm kind of glad I'm not dead, too, because when we were flying back through Topeka, those, remember those two towers I was talking about? We could look out the left-hand side of the window and see the one of them. And look out the right window and see the other one at our altitude. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> and they're about a mile off either way. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> From Kansas City to Manhattan, we flew down I 70, which is uh, the concrete VOR. And so if, if we had had any type of real serious icing where we really had to land, it would have been a matter of going, okay, we landed. They had to send somebody out to take the airplane and put it, on a vehicle, put it on a truck and truck it back to an airport because you can't take off from I-70. They don't like that.
1: Mm-hmm. I would imagine so. A
2: lot of questions from the FAA. Things like, what the <laughs> hell were you doing up, and up in that weather? Why in the hell didn't you land?
3: well they may have had questions for you but we definitely have questions for you it's true
1: Uh, we'll go on to number 4 from Alex underscore would you say you're generally open to new experiences
2: oh yeah as as much as somebody over 50 is
1: alright now then we've got questions from Desert Bloom number 1 before you stand two mares Celestia and Luna and they are fighting to the death what is the best cake
2: <laughs> For that particular experience, <clears throat> something complicated? <laughs> <laughs> In between those two.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, just this, this question is so strange. What is the best cake? I mean, red, yeah. red velvet, I guess. <laughs> For that particular moment, popcorn. <laughs> Perfect. Ta-da! Number two. Are Earth ponies really werewolves?
2: <laughs> what you what complicated answers?
4: <laughs> yes, let's do it. Why not?
2: Um, because the werewolves the were is a um, if I remember right, it's Latin for man because we covered this once in one of my stories where somebody was critiquing it. And it's a, a pony that turns into a wolf would not be a werewolf. They would be a um, hip, hippo wolf or something.
1: A hippo wolf. How does that how does that work? Wouldn't it be more like an equo wolf or I don't equo
2: wolf? Yeah. Well, hippo is the Latin for uh, horse, which is oh. why you have hippopotamus, which is water horse. You just blew my mind. Is so I am the back. weirdest people that make comments when I'm writing stories remember, remember I'm the one that had to go um, cross-reference um, was it for From, Frombach someplace in Frombach museum on Kepler on uh, the sun rules over all and I had the Latin phrase in there and somebody's going no that can't possibly be right I had the I contacted the museum that actually had that over their museum, that quote.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> so gosh. I was gonna guess
2: I'm perfectly right, and here I have a picture from Frombach indicating <laughs> it. And it's really fun when you make when you write emails like that. This may sound a little strange, but I'm a writer and I think you could write to anybody on the planet. Yeah. Sentence off. This sounds a little strange, but I'm a writer and <laughs> want I, I, I want to
1: understand how bodies decompose better <laughs> yeah you,
2: know, you, you write somebody you, you, write, you write off to the to the corner or something you say, this may sound a little weird I'm a writer and I need to know how decomposed a human body would be left out on the surface after three weeks
3: I've had this conversation.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Mr. FBI, man. I'm a writer, and
2: I want to know what it's like to spy on someone. Well, oh, I did this. Well, when I did, uh, Farmer Brunner has some ponies. Um, I actually went to the Riley County Emergency Management uh, people who were who had a booth at the fair, and I started off my line like that. I said, look, I'm a writer, and I'm doing a story where I have... I didn't say ponies. Right, right. <laughs> I said of course. I have like two hundred aliens dropped in a field off by Randolph. Generally, what would you guys do in that situation? Because <laughs> I know you don't have all aliens dropped into field in Randolph up north of town. Uh, but you know, generally what would happen at this point? <laughs> right. And they they gave me a rundown and I I made notes. And <laughs> One well, of the great things about being a writer is you can go to just about anybody, you know. To, so, so I'm a writer, and I, I'm oh. writing this thing. How many pounds of plutonium does it take to make a nuclear bomb? <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note. You may, still get, you may still get the FBI called on you, but, you know, it, it's... At least you can all, all have a least. good laugh about it. Yeah. Yeah. That, mm-hmm.
5: This sounds like the new social experiment excuse. Well, You see, I'm a writer, so that's why I ran around doing this.
2: Yeah, and we're gonna stay well,
5: out of
1: eight. politics at this point. So yeah, <laughs> number well, th- hey, Nicholas, three. Now you've got a way to excuse your
0: bullshittery in front of two cops on a tram car.
2: Anyway, number, number three.
4: <laughs> Jesus,
2: That did you three. say? I'm a f- I'm a writer for. F- film, and we're going to be doing a movie that involves a chase scene on a train, just like this.
3: No. I don't trust Enigma to to do any of this. I don't trust Enigma to say any of this, like, and not mess it up. So, Mm -hmm. no. Priest, what's the next question?
1: Number three. Hug, cuddle, or boop between a minotaur, a griffin, and Enigma. Hug them all.
3: Aww. That's
1: so sweet. Number four. Three of the barcasts have mysteriously passed on. I know I want to be dead. Who do you resurrect? Who do you leave for dead? And who would become a subject of science?
2: I think that, you know, possibly I would hold on to that resurrection for somebody that I might Actually no. Someone you personally know. I understand. I really don't like you guys. But you know there there's there's other people closer here that I might want to use that on. And to make you feel better, yeah. we're probably
3: in a better place. No, no. <laughs> Let's be clear. Anyway, next, 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 next.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, should Cadence divorce Twilight to marry Shining What?
2: Huh? No, they can have a threesome.
3: Yay! Next! Lucky Seven! We got George to make a sex reference!
1: (laughs) And you're so proud. He does write
3: M-rated stories. I know, but on the podcast, live! It happened, I'm so proud!
2: I have one story with two chapters. Come on.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Proud.
2: Luckily, it's not, not porn. It is erotica.
1: Fair enough. Lucky7 is up next. How does it feel to have the most followers on anyone on Finfiction that has a pony creator image as their avatar?
2: Um, to be really honest, I kind of expected by now somebody to, somebody artistic to go, <clears throat> um, Would you like me to draw? A-
4: <laughs> we, totally <laughs> we,
2: we totally did that! We did that! We did! It. Oh my you gosh! Did it. We did. I, I see the other stories, where, I, where people are like, "Ooh, I love what you did!" I'm drawing something for that. Two of those for um, the mermaid stories: um, the one who got away and drifting down the lazy river. And actually, the cover for drifting down the lazy river is off of one of those. You know, I will draw you a picture because I love what you're doing so much. But I've never had anybody going, I want I want to replace your avatar because it sucks so bad. Here, this one's much better. <laughs> Aww. i have one person, but that was about six years ago, and I'm sorry I got to critique artistic-wise here. It was worse than what I would do if I were drawing, so...
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> maybe we can... I, gotta, I like that one, so...
1: Maybe, maybe, uh... Maybe now that we have this, uh, this high resolution version from a who does our cover art now we, we can improve we can crop it a little better and you can have a nice new
2: avatar
3: <laughs> yes shout out to eighth eighth please help us desert,
2: desert looks more more or less same character same pose what the hell is this <laughs> <laughs> uh desert bloom is up
1: next again uh Number one, there was once a vampire and a werewolf who competed for the love of a girl, so why are dragon tits the best thing ever? Wow, okay, moving on. Number two, yeah. is Applejack a werewolf?
2: Oh, but she's full of squirrels. Yay! Wait, she's she like a story. buggy? Story, Applejack is full of squirrels. These are basically... It's literally re- a story.
1: <laughs> These are rehash questions of the same post before I'm sorry. I'm gonna move on. Sunbro
2: for life is up next. What? What's your favorite video game? Warcraft. I've been playing since beta. Warcraft. But lately, I've been kind of been kind of been off of it. World of Warcraft. Yeah. You know. Nice, nice. Are you playing the new uh, classic version? Oh, my son is. My son kind of uh, appropriated the computer for that. <laughs> Sixty forever. We raided. We actually managed to get our guild and with another guild and raided Molten Core. I think for eight weeks before um, I had a mental breakdown and, and had to bail out because it was just it was just too much stress. Fair enough. Sorry, eight weeks of raiding, one piece of equipment, and the only way the only reason I got to keep it is because it was soulbound, oh, and we wow. didn't have the the guild leader in because he was the one who was supposed to have gotten it. <laughs> I'm sorry, eight weeks of raiding, one piece of equipment. <laughs> now, then, number three. Right, oh my gosh,
1: number two. What's your favorite boss fight?
2: Oh I I like the the, the level sixty um, final one with Ragnaros. That was a that's a cool boss fight in World of Warcraft. Yeah. People all over the place and into the lava.
1: I never got quite that far in uh, World uh, War. I got to go there with my, there my, sons, my son's guild
2: once because mm-hmm. uh, my my son's guild they, they like farmed the place, <laughs> <laughs> and I I got to go in as a healer once because um, they needed they needed a healer because nobody wants to run a healer, right going, bzoop, 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 This is neat, this is neat, this is neat. Oh, look! He did the little fire thing. Wee! Okay, I'm dead. I'm over in the lava. I'll just wait till they finish killing it, and they can resurrect me, and we see what we got. <laughs> <laughs>
5: were, were you around during
2: the blood plague? The, the, yeah, if I remember right, that was the... Uh, there's a disease that instances, that affects characters, and then it ex- expands to people who are next to them mm-hmm. and it expands to people who are next to them when you're in a raid. Got his pet infected, dismissed his pet. After the raid, he goes back to the auction house, resummons his pet. His pet has the disease. Everybody in the auction house. It spreads from there to everybody in Ironforge. Everybody who gets it. Runs around like an idiot to everybody else and then dies. And then they come back and they resurrect while other people are running around like idiots and they get infected and they die. And it was the most hilarious thing yeah. ever. <laughs> Memories, memories, memories. Oh, God. Yeah, the whole town because the, the guards were dying. <laughs> And people were coming over to Ironforge because dude, you have to come see this. And everybody would come over and be like, what's going on? Hey, why am I infected? Eh, I died.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. People were intentionally spreading the disease and some
2: were trying to it. <laughs> it, was, it, was, oh, wow. it was. It was a mess. It was It, it was, was <laughs> almost as good as when they kited what's his name in the the Storm, storm wind. Um that giant boss monster guy that they lured him into the city. Oh, The yes. one that gets more powerful the more people he kills.
4: <laughs> and That's they
2: made to, to kite him into... Was it Stormwind? Uh, it was some bit large main city. Eight, so yeah. many seconds, he does this attack that does like 3 million points of damage to everybody he can see. <laughs> and they all <laughs> keel over and die. <laughs> and he's, he's going through town because he's going... To Towards the people he can see, <laughs> it's, it's just hilarious. Then, of course, you know Blizzard had to ruin it by coming in and going, um, "We're going to shut the server down. We're going to put him back where he belongs."
0: <laughs> oh. But See, not- isn't that, like, one of those situations where they should be like, hey, you guys have a really high level. See if you can beat this for everyone else.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, since he got more powerful, more people he killed. And uh-huh. he's killing everybody in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in town, oh. some people are, like,
5: new players are, like, very low level, so they get one-shotted by this. Yeah, part- I know.
0: I I recognize all this. And- I'm and- saying, it wouldn't it be like the ultimate boss fight to go up against this guy after he's killed about 3,000 people?
2: Every attack that he does at that point is powerful enough to kill one-shot anybody, no matter how much stuff they have. Yeah. No matter what level they are. I know.
0: Ultimate boss fight.
2: No, oh. that's called suicide. <laughs> oh, and I think that when he did the attack, he healed whatever he, damage he did. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. <laughs> It, it was, there's videos of it oh. still out there.
1: <laughs> we'll have to see if we can find something to put them in the description of our YouTube video.
2: They did it, they did kind of an equivalent of that intentionally with when they did um, what's the, the Lich King. Because then you had, uh, so there was an event where you uh, you died in town and you went around and you attacked other other players until you died and then you resurrected back as something else and but it was actually an event oh huh. out but you could you know attack other players at that point you know turned into an undead by one of these other things it, it, it was it was just, just turned everyone city into the giant PvP zone <laughs> <laughs> cool
1: well we'll jump on to the next question then because I'm sure not not everyone shares our love for World of Warcraft. Uh, number
2: three. Have you accepted Skeletor, the master of the universe? Into your heart Amen forever. <laughs> <laughs> Better sword. Okay, admittedly they're two halves of the same one, but still.
1: Right. Number four. You are in Ponyville or the Tiny Horse Hamlet. What business do you start?
4: Hmm.
2: Question. Um, (laughs) I think going around with a squirt gun and squirting panicked ponies is is the best one there. (laughs) Oh, God, there's bunnies stampeding. (laughs) Okay, thanks. I needed that. Now, is that private-funded or government-funded? Hey, I, can, I can see that music being private-funded. Oh, God, help! No, bunny rabbits! That'll be five bits, please. <laughs>
1: we're on the razor's edge, my friends, so we're going to move on. Number five. Do you even praise, bro? Of course, in reference to Once Dark week. Souls. Oh, week. okay. Violon's up next. I uh, Flam do it.
2: How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Well, I,
3: can, I can do it. <laughs> okay. I can do it. Okay, pencil do it. <clears throat> it's time for questions with <laughs> Yay.
1: <laughs> and we already got to how are you today? <laughs> You're doing good. We did get some more questions asked during the cast, so I'm going to jump in with those now. Uh, Jammers. Hey, oh, what's up?
2: A shot. I'm ready.
1: All right. What's it like to write stories? Uh, how would you suggest aspiring authors to start out? And do you have any tips, tricks, or things you wish you knew when you first started?
2: Oh, God. I gave a whole speech on that for an hour in every Northwest. Um, <clears throat> I think one of the big things when, when you're writing a story, how do you... Okay. How do you okay? um, Sesame Street did this once, where they had a story. The story they had three Muppets. One of the Muppets says, um, "Time," and then the Muppet at the end goes, "And they lived happily ever after." But in the middle is the the one that actually tells the story. Mm -hmm. You have to have. You have to have a story, and you have to have an exit. If you don't have an exit, because you're going to get up to a certain point, and you're going to stop, and you're going to go, okay, um, I give up. <laughs> if you don't have a start, you have no way to set. Everybody, you know how how is this story going to look? where the actual story takes place. Um, I'll use that as an example. Um, Twilight Sparkle makes a cult friend, literally. Oh, I
5: love that one.
2: Uh, well, I can't remember the name of the, the artist who did the, the the picture that I used. Um, but it's it's a picture of this Pegasus who is a um, uh, a plush on it. And I saw that, and this, this, this bolt of lightning comes down from the sky and struck me. And I said, it's perfect. <clears throat> it's just like what Twilight Sparkle would make in order to practice dating. I <laughs> had my intro right there. I said, Twilight Sparkle creates a doll so that she can take it on dates so that, she can, so that it, none of the bad things that happen to her normal dates will hurt it. So, in the event it falls out of a window or gets uh, set on fire or whatever, like the rest of her dates, it won't actually hurt a pony. And she'll get the practice so that she can then go on to date a real pony. Mm -hmm. As a story, it has to go terribly bad. So, Twilight Sparkle makes this doll, and it's really good. Just like a real pony in terms of how it reacts and how it how it talks and and so where's the bad part about this? Well the answer to that is and when you get to the tail end of it <laughs> and it dies because Twilight goofed up on the creation because she you know she has to charge it and every time she charges it it takes a little less time before it runs out of charge. And at the very end, she's just sitting there going, charge, 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 charge. And at the very end, it goes poof. She's all depressed because she has lost this this creature. So it goes from being up serious. And you have to have a ramp because you can't just start out funny and go straight to serious. Yeah, you know, there has to be that transition.
1: transition.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> so, this is funny, look, Twilight's made a doll, isn't this adorable? And you work your way up to, okay, Twilight made a really good doll, and now we get to say, how can we horribly abuse this doll in ways that you couldn't possibly do to a pony because people would say, oh, this is abuse. And then at the very end, you go, okay, okay, We've now abused the doll, and the doll is proving to be really a good companion. What can go wrong goes wrong, and the doll goes poof. And I could have stopped there. I could have ended one chapter before the end there. Mm-hmm. Chapter of the tale, because I cannot write a downer story very well. Right. It, it, you've hell! You guys have seen the stuff that I do, where someone will have written a story that ends kind of on a down note, and I have to write a comment in there, going, "Look, this is this, this is a change. Look, it actually does this." So, I wrote a final chapter where she finds that got his attributes copied by her spell, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not like doll and she meets Bob, it's like she meets the pony who has a lot of characteristics that went into the doll. Okay, this is a real pony, we have to be kind of careful. We're actually going to explain this to him and maybe I can become as attracted to this one as I was to the to the doll. Right. So instead of him being dead not really dead. He's actually, as this character, maybe there's a future that goes on from there. So there's an arc. You go comedy, build-up, drama. You have a dramatic termination. Dramatic termination goes off into a heartfelt uh, possible reunion. Gosh, and we want to see what's going on from there. So you have a flow across that. But all of that dropped on me when I saw that one picture. Like, bing. Okay, I got the beginning. <laughs> and, then and then when I said, you okay,
1: when you have that, that beginning, do you then work all the way so that way you know your ending as you write? Or
2: oh, I I had the whole thing more or less framed at that point because I had the beginning. Twilight Sparkle makes the doll. I had the I had the kind of endpoint. wrong, and the doll goes away right there. And then I said, okay, something after that. And I said, well, I'll worry about that as I'm writing. And I wrote everything between goes I, away. I wanted to use the scene out of Corpse Bride. Um, Emily? Yeah, that's her name. Turns into butterflies and, and, and flies away on the breeze. Mm-hmm that scene, I wanted that scene bad. And I said that's perfect, that's a perfect ending for the doll. I had that complete arc up to that last chapter done, so I wrote that whole thing. And then writing that whole thing, I said, okay, now I know how I'm going to write the last chapter. I had an ending, I had a beginning, I just had to write everything in between the two. Same thing for, um, librarian. That was kind of an experiment, because I had gotten tired. I had read, like, six stories on Fib Fiction
5: before I
2: saw that one, and they were all Hi! You have absolutely no idea who I am. Let's go have sex. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm married. I know better. Uh, (laughs) So, I, I had seen so many of these stories, I said, I am going to write between Twilight Sparkle and an OC that actually could work as a romance. And I had the beginning worked out. I said, this guy, and it has, it goes absolutely wrong in the worst way possible. The end scene figured out. The guy leaves town on the train, Station goodbye. Like you, you've seen those in some movies where the the girls running alongside the train and the train's leaving and the guys beating out the window going "Oh, remember you." And the girls like "Take care where you go." Kind of like that only lower key mm-hmm. and an ending. And I said, "Okay, now where do I go from here?" I'm lying. I said, "I want two months. I cannot do this in three days." Yeah. so I said I'm going to establish two months from the time he shows up to the time when he leaves two months will pass and I had the beginning and I started and I just wrote along the ending and at the ending because I, I said I want the ending to happen in have the heartwarming scene in there
1: right
2: so I had my time zone moved up to that and I got to the very end. I got the train station goodbye and I because that was I, I, I started at the beginning and worked my way through. I <clears throat> didn't have any parts of the middle planned when I was working my way through. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the, um, um, the the letter the permission letter for example. Right. I didn't have that set up. And sit there <clears throat> and go, how do I keep this from devolving into... Um, and then the two of them banged?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll put this as so concerned about her that he's not going... That he isn't going to push the issue, period, unless... Um, he were to get a letter of permission from her parents or Princess Celestia, which is one of those yeah, like that'll happens. <laughs> this takes the strain off of the off of it because there, there's entirely too many stories. You know, Bob Bob meets Barry, the two of them kiss, and you know, three chapters later, you know, they're in each other's beds. Yeah. Uh, Bob, in this case, Bob Means Mary and she was in his bed in chapter three, but that didn't count. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. But, yeah, it, 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 it and, <clears throat> and you know, I said yeah, romance doesn't take place so quickly. When I wrote um, The One Who Got Away mm-hmm. had framed um, or I was talking with Bad ho- either Bad Horse or Ghosts of Heracles. And story. At one time, there were three brothers who split a barony up. And one of them took everything on the east of the river, one of them took everything on the west of the river, and one of them takes the river. I mean, where the story is going to take place. Right. He said, and it's full of sea ponies? Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> so I had seven-day time frame for the, the one who got away. Because I didn't want it to go 500 chapters. To right. leave Canterlot and have a seven-day deadline for him to produce his um, array of all creatures. And you know, day one, he meets um, the seneschal. The seneschal, in this case, is the spike. It's the person who he talks to because otherwise he's talking to himself. Right. Two, he meets Ripple. Ripple's the main, one of the main characters because Ripple's a sea pony. And at the end of that chapter, if the reader is not screaming internally, he, why can't he see that he's a, she's a sea pony? I have to see what's going on. Because that's the hook. That's the hook. The reader now knows something that the main character doesn't. And the reader wants to keep reading to see when the main character realizes this. Next chapter introduces Pearl and he falls badly in love at first sight. uh, Infatuation at, at first here. It ends with him coming to the realization that he's not the important one here. Him gaining a barony, haha! Now I'm baron. This is I'm now a very important person. This is he's gained a responsibility. The important ones here are the sea ponies, and he needs to stay there to protect them. As opposed to I am I, I'm a baron. This is this is great. I'm me. I'm wonderful.
1: Right. Um, I I don't want to cut you off because you are giving a lot of really valuable insight to your writing process. Um, but we we do have some more questions, and only about ten minutes oh, left. Please away. Uh, so I'm gonna get pick and choose just a little bit. Are you aware of the OC thing pony? I'm not sure if I caught that answer per se.
2: I I'm not aware of it. Is, yeah. is that is that the one that was in the in the chat there about the? Uh... John Carpenter's Uh, The Thing, but a pony. John Carpenter's The Thing, yeah, no. No, I'm not real. I didn't see any of that until today. Well,
1: they are quite a popular OC. Would you be interested in writing a romance about her?
2: Probably not. Okay. Okay.
1: Yay! Um, Number five from Jammer, have these questions today bothered you in any way?
2: If they bother me, I'll tell you. When I'm when I'm donating blood, the the, the nurse is always going, <clears throat> "Did that hurt?" I said, "If it hurt, I'd tell you." <laughs> I'm not one. I, I I don't suffer, you know, very well with you know in silence.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Latrius is up next. Uh, would you hug a bat pony? Oh, of course, they're cute and fuzzy. How about an original style changeling?
2: In changeling form? Yes. Oh no, kind of depends. I. Would you hug a cellist? Of course you would hug a cellist. And then, of that. course, they
1: gave you a nice little good picture of a bat pony right there. And the, final, final, hand. <laughs> the final question is from Pencil, a lovely Pencil that we have here. Uh, what order do burgers stack in? What order do you put the meat, lettuce, pickles, tomato, and so on? Uh, how do you burger?
2: <laughs> how do I? Okay, that, that's a two-parter. Um, I burger at establishments by ordering them. <laughs> 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 Give me a hamburger. Yes, I want all that stuff on it, and that's it. A- at home, I never have pickles or lettuce or tomato, and I wind up getting a-, a hamburger on a piece of bread with some ketchup on it and a second piece of bread. <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait! No che- the whole Whoa, I'm safe. You. There is, put- there is no cheese in your question. Why is there no cheese in your question?
3: Um, because you you know where the cheese goes. The cheese goes on top of the meat. Like, of well, course, put yeah. cheese, That's an easy
2: one. Everyone knows where that one goes. But unless, unless you're Jewish, in which case, um, that's mixing um
3: religion. Anyway. <laughs> 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 um, but the question, the big question here is, well, so you don't put lettuce on it. You don't put pickles or tomato or anything. You
2: just have meat, well, cheese, and yeah. blood. If I have it, the ketchup goes below the hamburger. Okay. Cheese Why? goes on top. Well, because you don't want to put the ketchup on the cheese. Why? Like, well, it, it slides off. Mm. It drips more. And then lettuce goes on top of that. Mm. Interesting. Pickles I... on, on hamburgers because I'm supposed to be on a low-salt diet. Yeah, and that would... Trying to keep away from pickles, but you know that it's kind of tough to do a low-salt diet because everything in the whole bloody world is covered in salt. It's true, so
1: true.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, like burgers are pretty much like salt mountains. Yeah. So, and and here's another question: Do you put mayonnaise
2: on your burger? Hell yes.
3: Is, is it just a me thing that I just don't want mayonnaise on my burger? I like mayo on my burger. No. Oh,
5: my God.
0: It's not just a you thing. I don't like mayonnaise on mine either.
5: High five, mayonnaise. Rav. Mayonnaise is the elixir of the gods. I mean, anti a may- oh, yeah. brigade,
3: you and me, Rav. We're, we're in it together.
5: Mayonnaise is one of the like, critical components of special sauce.
2: Mm. It's one of the, yeah, one of the she- reasons why hamburgers at the, the hamburger joint don't taste as good as the hamburgers you make yourself.
0: Now, let me ask you
2: this. When you dilute mayonnaise, is it even mayonnaise anymore?
1: Um. Or is it aioli? Mayo chocolate. (laughs) Chop? No, thank you. It's (laughs) Nez. Now then, speaking of piles of salt, I'm sure that there are people that are going to be salty, Mm -hmm. eh, that they didn't get the chance to ask a question today if they're Mm -hmm. catching this cast after YouTube. So, um... If anyone had a sort of question that they wanted to ask you outside of this cast, uh, what's the best way for them to send you an email or send you a private message? What's the best way to contact you?
2: Off, uh, Fim Fiction.
1: Off Fim Fiction? So like, uh, uh, like a PM on Fim Would that be the best way? Yep. All right. Fine. Cool. Um... And then, last but not least, uh, do you have any really cool projects that you're hoping to finish up soon, or anything new that you're hoping to release?
2: Well, darn it! If TrotCon doesn't look in, doesn't look tempting, do it, <laughs> do I, it
3: and, anyway. Anyway, go to TrotCon. Yes.
1: Are you going to do Everfree um, Northwest again this
2: year? I don't know. I'm going to do it this year because um, last year. Um, Murphy Northwest, but last year I got in on the writing thing and I, I wrote something and I was just so damn proud because, you know, I'm I'm a very important writer. Therefore, what I wrote is very important and very good. And I put that in like last year and I'm, I'm sitting there listening to the, they're, they're announcing the, the winners and they're reading the stories off and I'm listening to these and I'm going, oh God, that is so much better than what I wrote. Oh God, that is so much better than what I wrote. Oh my mm-hmm. God, that is so much better than what I wrote. So I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and then, um, cause we drove up mm-hmm. and the wife calls me up at that point and says, um, can we get out of here? Um, I'm, I'm ready to go now. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I didn't stay for closing ceremonies.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. And then, 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 um, About half, because I was like, okay, I'm probably not going to come back here because it's nice. You know, it's a nice convention, I have to admit. And um, they had, you know, the voice actors and the directors. I really enjoyed that, but, you know, it is all the way at the other end of the universe. And about six months after that, I get this note from Winston saying, Do you want to be a, a community guest at Everfree Northwest? I'm like, no guest, and he goes, "Yeah, well, 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 let me think about it." So I get back with a little later and says, "How's this work?" He says, "Well, we got these panels. Go on a panel, and they'll they'll ask you about things that you're good at." I'm like, "Well, that'll be short." <laughs> so. Um, I get him. I I say, as long as I'm on a panel with some other people, I can hide behind. That's that's perfectly fine because there's no way in the world I'll ever be able to do a panel on myself. So I agreed to that, and he he got me in. This just got me in, and we got into talking about about us and the rest of the panelists. We're all getting together. You know, how are we scheduled? What what day are we going to be there? And they started listing off. You know, George said that he wanted to talk about introductory writing, and so-and-so wanted to talk about this, and Admiral Biscuit wanted to talk about that. And I got looking at the schedule, and I said, here, you gave me a room all to myself with nobody else on the panel. And that's the way they're all, all going. Everybody gets, you know, an hour or so to themselves with with their group. And I'm like, "Oh, Me? with nobody else to hide behind <laughs> well, <laughs> <he did. laughs> so I said well you know I said yes so I went up and I, I got on the panel and and people actually showed up at the panel to listen to what I had to say and I I went through my, my notes and I Talked about it. We opened it up to questions, and I answered questions. And they eventually had to chase us out because they had some other panelists coming in, and we were still going strong. So I said, "Well, that's a success." Yeah. <laughs> and I said, "This is this is a victory." I actually I participated. I am so proud of myself. And then they had the writing thing at the end of it again. The, it was Iron Writer, and I sat down. And I wrote I wrote a story, and I I that's really that fantastic story, as opposed to the uh, egotistical the last time. <clears throat> I said, oh, I don't think that's too terribly good, but, you know, I think it's pretty good. Right. Or they did the announcements. I, one of them said, are you going to show up at the announcements? And I went, well, well I don't have to go home because my flight isn't until Tuesday. Because <laughs> I wanted to take Monday to do um, tourism stuff. Right. So they, they said, you just want to make sure you're going to be there. I was just well, okay looking forward to all the other nifty stuff, and I, I sat down, and I, I'm sitting there, they're going through the thing, and they said, we we had a very uh, difficult decision this time, because second and third place, exactly the same number, out to like the fourth decimal place.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: And I, and I was, so we're going to make them both, you know, co-winners of second place. I was like, oh, <laughs> those two authors are going to be awfully proud of themselves. And they said, so, second and third place goes to Aquaman and George. I'm like, what? There you go! <laughs> and we were supposed to read our stories. And the the man did his. And then they said, George, you want to come up here and read yours? I said, no! Because it involves getting up in front of all these people and reading my story. And my story was, um, you know, the story where Scootaloo's dead and Sweetie Belle's writing this letter about, him, about her. And I said no because you know I I get about partway through and I'd have to hand the phone off to somebody else. So you you read that. <laughs> so <laughs> second second place okay shared second place. I was feeling pretty good about myself, so I may go back this year. I don't know. Well, I you hate,
3: should I, you I, should go back.
2: If you do
1: go, you'll be I able mean, to say hi to a few of us because I know that at very least a good handful of us are considering going. So.
3: Yeah, but for now, however, we are out of time.
1: It's true. George, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and join us today.
2: Oh, the end is near, and so we face the final curtain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone be sure to tune in next week where we have Rainbow Dashi joining us. Uh, they are a fandom personality who is also going to be community guest at BabsCon this upcoming year with us. So we're looking more than forward to getting up close and personnel. Mm. Don't look into that too hard. Anyway, thank you everyone for tuning in. Your bartenders for this evening have been a non-pencil. And Otaku.
0: Springfield Gorg.
1: and Warfer. Yes. Ravage. What? Milk. Yes. Our amazing guest, George. Oh B. Yes, you. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Flutter Priest. See
3: you guys next week. Bye bye.
1: <laughs> oh right, I hit the. I I'm the one doing it.
5: Yeah, you. Yeah, you, yeah. You, 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 you. <laughs> You're
1: so garbage. are you about
5: to say, you about to say your things you, you wish were never recorded? Bye.